Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Playbook. This week's guest is Melvin Melvin Bermudez from Fairway Independent Mortgage. Melvin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. We're glad you were able to take some time and come on down. Me too, me too. Love it. So you are business development with Fairway. I am. I am, absolutely. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What does that entail? Yeah, so essentially uh, business development, uh, what I do is a lot of marketing. It's kind of a broader scale of marketing um, on top of what I do for the branch as far as you know our CRM systems and kind of keeping the well-oiled machine running. Um, the other half of that, the business development piece is basically helping realtors kind of bridge gaps, whether those gaps are tech, social media, um, just how to, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of what I'm learning is a lot of people have a direction and a desire to do something. They just don't know how to do it Yeah, or what um, to do or what to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so a lot of what I've done the last uh, year, actually, I kicked this off this whole new section of what I do for business development in January. Awesome. So, awesome. Well, I've heard nothing but raving reviews and a lot of people <laughs> have loved the work. So I'm like, Hey, we got to bring you on down and uh, got to talk to the audience and share a little bit more. So, you know, the business development. So one side, I understand that, you know, we have Austin in here, more of like, I call it systems and development, plugging in all the tech, you know, Zapier integrations, making sure everything communicates with each other, drip campaigns, techs, autoresponders, right. everything like that. Why don't we focus a little bit more on what you're doing out in the realtor community? Like how, how it is that you're helping them. Obviously, you're kind of showing them, giving them a little bit roadmap of what to do and when to do it and why to do it or whatever it might be. But why don't we dissect it a little bit and, and go through the purpose of doing it and the importance of why you found value in bringing this to the marketplace and why you're also getting a lot of attraction from agents who are wanting to utilize your services. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this was like a catalyst, right? So uh, I actually met uh, branch manager Marshall Smith. Many know who he is. Uh, one of his really good realtors, she met with me and started talking about her goals and desires with uh, where she wants to go with her business. You know, she's a broker. She had something she wanted to do and try. Not the most techie. Uh, that was my first interaction where I kind of put a couple of pieces of the puzzle together. And, and, and what her issue and, and situation was is you guys are always sold to quite a bit by so many different companies with mm -hmm. so many different marketing systems. And a lot of people don't know what else to do. They get sold on that little pitch mm -hmm. and then they spend thousands of dollars and then never get to use it because they've never learned how to. Mm -hmm. So she started that in my first meeting with her, uh, about $3,000 a month in savings that I gave her just by introducing software she already had access to as a realtor through her dues. Mm -hmm. And we were able to achieve the exact same goal for free with oh, what wow. she wanted to do. So that kind of put me down this path of trying to figure out what else could I possibly bridge for them or maybe just at least study up on. So a lot of this uh, 54 Realty agents I've worked with as well, you know, just kind of talking to them and getting a feel for how they learn and what they do. Everybody learns differently, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, some people are good with, hey, here's a PowerPoint, here's a presentation, here's, you know, here's something you view, follow the steps, you're good, right? Then there's those people that are very hands-on. Um, are you noticing the majority are probably hands-on though? Oh man, you know what? I did some stats the other day just playing around with it just to kind of figure out because I do Zoom and in-person meetings. I mm -hmm. offer Zoom. Um, I would say if I was to put a number to it collectively, including maybe a couple brokerage meetings with big groups, um, probably over a hundred realtors that I've met with to in total, uh, about eight of them have been zoom. Okay. All eight that have been zoom have not been nearly as productive. Uh, they usually jump in the car. They're on their way doing something. They're sidetracked. I can't give them that hands-on experience and nothing really ever happens afterwards. There's no action after. No action, no follow-up. You know, they're not really invested in my opinion. If you're going to take the time to come meet me in person, mm -hmm. you're invested a little bit more automatically than the zoom person. Right. So, and, and I find even myself, who's, I don't consider myself, I used to be a lot more into the tech kind of starting off in real estate, gotten away from it. But even like, 
hands-on. You can give me instructions over Zoom or by myself and I get very irritated or agitated where it's like something yeah. so simple that you're just describing something that somebody's not kind of picking up on the language pattern. And yeah. you can just be with a click of the mouse, boom, there you are. And you're like, oh, I got it. It's yeah, oh, yeah. It's huge. You know, even today, I just left uh, Red Door Title and uh, we're working with some agents there on tech and just t- teaching some things. And, you know, uh, one of the one of the things I took away from that, the agent looked right at me. She goes, this is exactly what I needed. Someone to grab my phone in front of me mm-hmm. and show me how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's where all this stemmed from. And, and it's been huge since then because I'm taking it to a whole other step. And I'm just saying, how can we provide value as a, as a mortgage company outside of what we do with business? And a lot of that has become just help me. I just need help. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell them, come to me with an idea. I don't care what that idea is, what software platform it is. If I don't know how to use it, I'll figure it out. I'll do a train. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that has just been so helpful for them because they're able to come with a specific task and idea of like, Hey, I want to market myself better on social media. Where do I start? Mm-hmm. And then we tackle that first. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm a big fan of, you know, pick your lane and conquer it before mm-hmm. you start adding all these other things on. Yeah. So if your goal is, Hey, I want to do social media, let's do that first. Mm-hmm. then we'll tackle the CRM after, mm-hmm. you know, or if it's a situation where it's going to be big enough, we'll actually have that conversation and say, all right, before you do social, let's get your CRM in order. So that at least you can mm-hmm. field these requests that are coming in and make sure they go somewhere where you can take action on them later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been huge just being able to help realtors uh, figure out, uh, figure out their life. I don't really know mm-hmm. another way to put it. You know, that a lot of them really do know exactly what they want to do. They just don't know how to do it. And then a couple questions on this one is it so the way I'm hearing and I just kind of want to reiterate for with you it's not like a, a one size fits all type of model it's like hey you're coming to me with the plan I'm going to tailor a program for you whether it's like CRM integration maybe we're talking about drip campaigns maybe it's we're making some videos we're getting up to YouTube maybe it's other social maybe we're getting your Instagram business account set up your Facebook business account whatever it might be it's like I'm going to help you but you got to bring to me what it is you want to work on exactly. Exactly. I want them to come at least with an idea. You know, I'm not telling them to have this whole brainstormed out thing, right? Even if they have to figure out the idea while they're there, I just, I just say, hey, I need to know what you want to do so I can better get you down that path of, of, mm-hmm. of getting that accomplished, you mm-hmm. know? And then we tackle it. And sometimes it, you know, I started with hour-long meetings and now I've kind of progressed. They're about two and a half to three hours long, depending yeah, on the person. Half, almost half-day workshops. Exactly. So it, it's been awesome because I've gotten a lot of follow-up meetings. You know, it took a while to get that spun up. But once they start seeing the proof behind the pudding, they're like, oh, wow, okay, I can do this. You know, it's not as daunting as one would expect, mm-hmm. whether it is a follow-up off CRM or, you know, KV Core, all these other software platforms everybody mm-hmm. has access to. Once I can sit in front of them and say, this is how you do it. And this is why. And this is why it's better for you to do it this way. Mm-hmm. It, it changes the game. And, and mm-hmm. it's been so rewarding for me to see kind of like when the light bulb goes yeah. off, you know, or get it. when they post that first video and they're like, oh, I got this many likes this way. And it's like, yeah, man, it's just <laughs> knowing how to do something before you dive into it sometimes is mm-hmm. so much more important than just diving in. Yeah. You know, and, and full transparency. I mean, there's many reasons I started up this podcast a while ago. But one of them was there's so many agents here who I think have a lot of value to bring to the marketplace, but they're scared shitless of video. Yeah, so let's talk yes. about that component for a second. You're you know you're going to give homework. You're showing them what to do. Yeah. But do you find and I don't even know if you, you do this, but are you finding better like to initiate that action, get out of their comfort zone, get once every agent from what I see does the one to three videos, it's downhill from there. It's just yeah. like we got to yeah. get those freaking three out. And then get you through those kind of, you know, that nervousness, that anxiety. Yep. And then you're fine. If you give them the task, hey, go shoot these videos, what I've noticed a lot of them won't. But if I come in, we're doing something like, hey, we're going to get the camera rolling, I'm shooting for you. 
we get them out there, then they'll go home and shoot on their own and just pick up where you left off. Absolutely. What are you seeing when it comes to the video? So just that, I mean, it, it is it is a daunting task. They don't want to do it on their own because mm -hmm. you know they'll spend so much time trying to figure out how to edit and how to do this and how to do that. Mm -hmm. And again, it just comes with the setup part first. You know, and I like to teach them, hey, before you even start making videos, here's how you make the video. Mm -hmm. Here's how the captions work. You know, here's why you need the captions. We go over the basics first. And then I offer to make that first video with them. So you'll see a lot of me show up with other realtors as like a duo doing a video talking about something because it's an easy way for them to do their first video, get a taste of what the response could be. Mm -hmm. And then that gives them kind of that, okay, I can do this mentality where they'll start doing it themselves. Right. You know, and it's just, just kind of, it's like the tricycle, right? You're the training wheels. Bingo. Right? We got, I'm teaching how to ride the bike, but pretty soon we're taking these things off. Yeah, and you know, and, and to your point earlier too, uh, there is all, everybody has the same fear. Every single person I've talked to, I don't like the way I sound, I don't like the way I look, mm -hmm. I don't like the way I do this, no one's gonna find me funny, no mm -hmm. one's gonna find, all these different negative annotations, and the reality mm -hmm. is you just, you just have to do it. You know, one thing I took, um, I have a personal coach that I work with for social media, um, Giselle Ugarte, she's, she's incredible. Um, and some of the things I take from her are huge. You know, one thing she said is your value is more important than your aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with me very heavily because at the end of the day, what we all do, and I'm very guilty of it is, is, oh, that's a good idea. I want to make a reel about that later. Mm -hmm. Later never comes. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> so I was, I was in coaching with Tom Ferry for years. And one thing that he said that always stuck to me is, is kind of, look, get, get over your fear. How you look on camera is how you look in person. So Bingo. you're the same person. So yeah. stop being scared and get out there and shoot the video because you look the exact same. That's it. That's it. And, you know, at the end of the day, what I tell people all the time, and I'm, I'm very open and very forward with a lot of what I teach. And... You know, I, I use, and I make this joke all the time, you know, those Glamour Shot Realtors from, from back in the day that are still using those photos and it's been 20, 30 years, you know, it, it's so big with the people that we're working with now, the, the younger groups and, and even me, I'm only 34 and even my age group, we look at things a little bit differently, you mm -hmm. know? We live in the world of being catfish. We live in a world where people are pretending to be someone, right? So the last thing I want to do is have, do business with someone who's putting off a fake persona. Right. You know, they're filtering themselves up. They're only mm -hmm. showing one side of things. They're not trickling in their personal life and their pieces, you know, it, I can't connect with that. And if I did, even if I had a good conversation with somebody and then I meet them in person, I'm like, you're not the same person that you showed, like, mm -hmm. you're not showing me who you really, really are. are, you know? So that really kills the vibe and the trust automatically is kind mm -hmm. of squashed there. Um, and I've even talked to realtors who have been guilty of doing that and they've admitted it. Oh man, that's when they probably tell me that they're no longer looking for a house. And then two weeks later, I see they signed with somebody else. You know, it's like, yeah, because you broke the trust immediately because yeah. you're not authentic. Yeah, you're not authentic. So and I think a lot of from what I've seen on mine and obviously you're seeing it at a much higher level and more of it. But I see a lot of agents what worried about what you said, the glamour, right? Yes, hey, I need to get the real. I need I need this to be perfect. If I say something wrong, say this, you know, I, right. need, I need somebody to cut it. I need somebody to edit. Everything has to be perfect. I'm going to watch this 20 times. I'm still going to find something wrong that don't like the way I look. Let me reshoot it there because my eye shadow was off, whatever it might be. But right. like when I mess up, even on like the podcast or something, I'm like, let it roll. You know, let, show them that we're fucking up here. Show Absolutely. them that we're making mistakes. It's more authentic. It's who we are. They're getting to know us. This isn't can. There's no script we're reading. Right. It, right. It, we are who we are. And I think that a lot of agents, from what I've seen within our organizations, the one I've worked with, having the psyche that they got to have like that professional production. Is that kind of right. what you think? When, when agents out the gate. Is that a lot of their concern? Absolutely. A lot of them think, you know, big conversation I always have is, oh, I don't have the right equipment. Oh, I don't have the right this. Oh, I don't have, you know, green screens or backgrounds or uh, that. You don't need any of that. You know, mm -hmm. most of us have a phone. phone. Yeah. This thing is a great camera. You yeah. don't need to do all that. You know, if you want to get something, get a mic. The mic mm -hmm. just helps you kind of like tunnel vision, zones mm -hmm. in, get rid of all that noise. 
Um, but a lot of them are just, they have that, that exact fear. And it's just like, no, your value is way more important than what you look like or where you're at when you're filming it, you know, and you have to live in that moment. If you read an email, see a post, see something that strikes you as, man, that's great information. Stop what you're doing. I don't care if you're in the line at Mm Chick-fil-A. They're going to respect you more for taking time out of your day at that moment Mm -hmm. than doing this beautiful production with the plants in the corner. And, you know, everybody does this, the lights in the background and they don't care about that anymore. They just want to connect with you on a personal level, you know, and I see it all the time too. the, the, the realtors that go really far down the rabbit hole of posting all their just listed, just sold. And like their whole Instagram profile is just houses. Me as a consumer, I can't connect with the house. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna, I'm gonna love to see your houses trickled in. Mm -hmm. I really would, but I want to see who you are and be able to connect with you on a personal level. And I use this analogy all the time too. It's like, you know, back in school, you had a teacher that would always be kind of open. You know, you had those teachers you couldn't talk to and then there's the one that you could always say whatever you wanted to ask, whatever you wanted, Mm -hmm. never made you feel stupid. Mm -hmm. That's what our generation's looking for now. You know, Mm -hmm. they are, I've heard a lot of articles, seen a lot of things, highest paid, most educated individuals to hit the nation is what's coming up right now, right? Mm -hmm. But there, a lot of them are book smart, you know? Mm -hmm. They don't know what escrow is, they don't know what homeowner's insurance is, or why they need it, or flood, or what a flood zone, nothing, you know? So they wanna be able to connect with someone on a personal level so they can ask those stupid questions and not feel stupid for it. And one thing, and I still haven't seen it, maybe, you know, I'm not on too often, so I'm not, and I haven't really been looking for it as when I was in years past, but one thing I always do, every time that people are posting, most of it being photos, not the videos, it's always the victory, right? It's always the closing or the escrow going into contract or the house they just listed that yeah. went into escrow, whatever it might be. But nobody's showing like the bad, the dirty shit, like an inspection just <laughs> killed a deal and here's why. Look at this. You believe this. Or oh, financing contingency, closing day. I got moving trucks here. We're not closing this way. Right. Like give that other side of what to expect because that's where I feel you as a consultant or an advisor have more value to the consumer rather than when they're constantly seeing the b-roll of everybody showing the sold sign up in front of the house you are speaking my language yeah that's that's huge right now you know um uh even even in the mortgage industry you know i i I listen to a lot of podcasts one of the guys i follow um you know he talks about how the market shifted and you know they they you know they ran dry on money you know Mm -hmm. we all had that COVID order taking situation going on and when that stopped he couldn't pay for leads anymore for his business. And he said, what am I gonna do? I took mm-hmm. to social media. Same in negative annotation. I don't, no one's gonna like me. I'm not fun, I'm not this, I'm not that. First year into it, 4,000 applications. Damn. The last podcast I listened to was in February. The month of February, he pulled in like oof, three or 400 just for that one month. Um, and all he does is 30 to 60 second edutainment videos talking about those things. He mm-hmm. talks about, hey, these are things to look for, you know? And I tell my realtors all the time, like take to, take to social media, take to reels, more than pictures if you can, because they live on forever, right? Mm-hmm. The pictures, they have to go find them and see them and happen to roll across them, but the reel will live on Facebook, Instagram forever, and it could spool up three weeks from now, three months from now, three years from now. Um, you know, just take to that and use your expertise. You know, when you're doing an inspection, you know, you know what to look for. You know, I use my trucks all the time. I, when I go to buy an off-road vehicle, I stick my finger in the frame rail to make sure there's no mud in there because I know to do that, right? Mm-hmm. As a real estate agent, you go to inspect a house, you know common things that people overlook all the time. Like, ah, we need to inspect this and make sure this part is good. You know, mm-hmm. have those conversations. Give some people some real-world things because at the end of the day, your numbers are great, sales are great, uh, just listed, just sold, beautiful. But they're looking for more meat and potatoes to fill that gap. And by yep. providing information, like you said, given those real world situations of what to do, not to do, they're mm-hmm. going to trust you without even meeting you right off the bat. Cause you're real and you're giving them something that they've never heard before. hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think one of the things too, is a lot of them, 
like you said, won't know what to say or what to do. They're like, oh, what are these things? What should I do? And I'm like, listen, you're dealing with this shit on a daily basis. Yeah. As soon as something goes wrong or something happens, <laughs> take out your phone and record it. Start reading the library. You don't got to put it out right there. Yep. But yep. boom, it Bingo. releases the content and you're building this library of things. I lost the other inspection. This came up. I couldn't get insurance. Roof. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I mean, within a week, you'll have six months worth of content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I tell people that too. It's like... Uh, they live in this now moment like oh I gotta stop and post it now and then they're spending 30, 40, 50 minutes trying to figure out how to edit their video I'm like no just get the content if you (laughs) get bored later you get a glass of wine and you're at a brewery I don't care having a a drink by the pool that's when you play around with the content it doesn't have to be immediate you know and I just recently kind of put that together in my head because we went to a, a fairway conference a social summit and one of our lenders there he has a photographer a videographer that follows him around and just records everything he does mm-hmm. And it's been months since then. I'm like, where the heck is this guy's content? Like, why is he why, why is he not quick to post it? Mm-hmm. He's posting little little pieces, little by little throughout the whole yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Because it's relevant all the time. Mm-hmm. The stuff that's relevant then and there gets posted then and there within mm-hmm. that time frame, right? Mm-hmm. But something that doesn't change, he just has an arsenal mm-hmm. of footage he just throws out on a regular basis. And then he just, recycles it on different platforms. So that's it ends it. up being like three, four, five years of content. Yeah, you. yeah. And you know, people are so afraid to get into the content creating. And at the end of the day, I tell people to just set the set the tone, right? You mm-hmm. know, and I, I use one of our HR uh, one of our HR reps as, a, as an example because she kind of has taken a, a different dive into a different side of the business from HR. She's also going into sales and she did it beautifully. She made a video, a reel. She said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what you know me for. Here is where I'm going. Here is where I'm heading. Mm-hmm. She even went as far as to say, I understand social media is huge for our business. So here I am awkwardly making videos. Please follow me and watch how I progress and watch how much better I get at this. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because it set the tone for anybody who gets to her page now knows if that's not the most beautiful edited video in the world, now they already know, oh, she's just starting this. You know. Mm-hmm. And if you go back, and look at people who did start or who are huge now. You go all the way to the beginning of their Instagram or the beginning of their YouTube, they all started the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, even like, but I mean, even like if obviously, I'm, you know, everybody's going to like have their different kind of flavor or what they're wanting. But as far as I know, unless anything's changed, the most watched podcast is the Rogan podcast. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of like what we're watching here. You know, it's yeah. nothing super glitz and glamoury. It doesn't have a lot of backdrops or anything. They're. Mm-mm you know, usually in a t-shirt, shorts, jeans, and it's just kind of laid back having that conversation. And it, what I've looked is the people who are having success and getting traction, the more casual and the more authentic that they are, the more views and likes they're getting, the more relatable they are as a human being, where it's not kind of like this facade where I've seen people who kind of put on the stages and the fancy glitz and glamours and you got the music backdrop in and out and it's like yeah. a damn big production. It's a, yeah. It's like yeah. a lot of people start to get turned off from that. Is that what you kind of see in your sector as well? Oh, tons, tons. You know, there's tons of the glitz and glamour. There's tons of the beautiful posts. There's tons of, uh, I just use the word extra. You know, they're just doing too much. You know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you it's like can... it's like home sold, and it's like the curse of light, right? Oh so, yeah, like, no, you know, with all the glitter and shit. Yeah, don't you don't want to do that. You know, it, it's more important to you know. Oh, man, there's a quote that I wanted. I can't pull it off the top of my head, but. Um, it's something else I learned in coaching. It's like, you know, you, you want it to be bold and instead of beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be all calligraphy and beautiful. People need to understand what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They need to be able to go to your Instagram page, go to your Reels section, and without even playing the Reel, know exactly mm-hmm. what the heck you're about to talk about, you Absolutely. know, and just make it bold and, and stop getting away from all that pretty extra stuff. They want you real. And you mentioned earlier, you know, how we're just real people. We're in here talking. We mess up. We keep rolling, right? That's what they like. And from a psychological perspective, I only know this because one of my coaches is a psychologist that does TED Talks. Mm -hmm. Um, 
she put up a statistic. She's like, people are like 98% more likely to do business with you when you screw up because it gives them something that makes them feel more comfortable with you. They're like, oh, they're human, they're normal. We can have a normal interaction. Well, yeah, and, and think about it. I mean, if you kind of get into the psyche of the consumer doesn't know the back end, obviously, you being licensed and mortgages, you know a little bit about what goes on this as well. A lot of times, out of our control, things come up where these closings still come down. I don't want to say necessarily last minute, but last day, a lot of stress, anxiety. We're working our ass off. We make it happen. But it's all this beautiful glitz and glamour. Another home sold like it's this peaceful, tranquil, zen-like yeah. transaction. So now you've picked up one of these buyers, right? right? And sellers, and it's a little stressful and frantic coming down the wire. They're thinking they're having a poor experience with, with you because you're not showcasing that. So now they're feeling, hey, we're the outlier here. We didn't get all the glitter and sparkles, even right. though they're going to see it after the fact. They're here panicked because, and all the reels and all the posts, they haven't seen any of that. So they feel right. now, hey, this is just something we're experiencing, not that... This is the norm in the business. Yeah, yeah, right. I think it'd be huge in a situation like that. The more you could showcase the how things do go wrong and how you can Just avoid re- it. The reality. Yeah, the reality of the business. That's it. You know, explaining things. I mean, for us and the, the mortgage side, just something as simple as, you know, I was dealing with this actually earlier with a realtor, and it's just dealing with the bank statements, just understanding like, hey, man, we, we, just, we need it. We need to prove this and this, and we need to know where it came from. And mm-hmm. it has to be done more than the day before closing, and this mm-hmm. is why, you know? Mm-hmm. And just explaining those things that could possibly happen and the why behind the request, huge. What you know, you explain why you need something, and then they're more inclined to get it for you. But if you just say, hey, I need this, and this is, you know? And if you can get on social media. If you want media, to close, you got to get it to me. Yeah, and that happens so often. But, you know, if you can get on and, and, and educate people about what not to do or how to do something better or, mm-hmm. you know, hey, here's 10, 10 tips to make your, you know, home buying process Usually give them easier. Number, like, you know, three like, things to avoid while under contract. Right. So just keep it simple. And, and, you know, what I really want to get through to a lot of people is we get in this mindset, and I know with multiple different jobs I've had and everything, right? To us, it becomes natural. It becomes easy. We're like, oh, it's a dumb question. Mm-hmm. It is for us because we do this for a living. Mm-hmm. They don't know our mm-hmm. business. They don't know the answers to these things. So mm-hmm. we really got to throw that out the window and stop saying, oh, what a dumb question, and not, say more like, oh, they don't do this, you know? Not only that, too, but I, I do notice that I'm guilty of it as well sometimes, so I try to be conscious of it, and it's on the real estate and mortgage side. But stop using our acronyms that we think the general public knows. Yeah, jargon's <laughs> huge. Yeah, because <laughs> people are like, "What the hell are you talking about here?" Oh yeah, and yeah. it's kind of, it, it's kind of, even though it's just our lingo in the business, it kind of sounds like kind of, you know, tech talk and stuff. It's like over their head, and they don't understand what it means. So it's like really breaking it down and explaining what these things are, and understanding that hey, it's second nature to you. We've been dealing with it forever, but this is the first right. experience with it. Yeah, jargon's huge. I'm ex-military, and I used to do it all the time right when I got out. And people were like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's a whole other language. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. This is what I meant to yeah. say, you know? One, <laughs> BAH. 100%. I'm like, no, basic housing allowance. That's all that is, you know? <laughs> so let me t- let me uh, kind of go back a little bit on one thing you picked up on, and I'm just curious on this. So I know, like, when I went in doing social media and starting, one of the few I had, like, the end goal vision of how this is all going to work, where I was going to plug it in different platforms. I kind of sat with somebody, gave the vision, and then he dissected, like, all right, we got to do this first, this first, get it plugged in a CRM. Then we're going to do these for drips, get on these platforms, formulate the whole plan based on what it's going to look like at the end. I got to think some agents are coming to you and be like, hey, this is what I visualize, the end piece being, this is what I want to be known for, this is what I want to get out of the marketplace. But from my interacting with agents, I got to think most agents are going to be of the mindset, I don't know what the hell I need to do, but I know I need to do something. Right. How do you help those agents? Uh, you know, with them, I, I really just try to, I, I ask probing questions. I really want to find mm-hmm. out, like, what 
what did you lack at previously or, or, you know, where were some areas that you got frustrated with on a regular basis that maybe we could bridge the gaps for? Mm. And usually by asking simple questions like that, that just opens the door for them to just start kind of, you know, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's like word vomit. They just start talking about all the issues and all the things. And then from there, I can kind of pinpoint, okay, well, you said this and this, maybe if we start here, that would be better for you. You know, for some, it's getting the CRM set up first. For some, they just need to dive in and start doing it before they get out of the mindset of they want to do it. Right. You know, so it's really just kind of feeling the vibe and seeing what they are trying to get across get to into me. action a little bit. And just get, let's get it moving. Whatever yeah. that is, let's get it moving. If it's your CRM, let's start simple. Find me all your contacts. Where are they? Are they on your iPhone? Are they in Gmail? Like, what, what are we doing here? Where are mm. they coming from? Where are we trying to put them? Let's start there. And then I say, let's pick one lane. Let's conquer that first. And then we'll move on. Too often do I get people that come in. Well, I want to do social media. I want to do TikTok. I want to make YouTube videos. I want to do that. I want to do this. I'm like, don't. We can't do any of that yet because you haven't done any of it before. So mm -hmm. let's start with one thing. And usually for me, I push Instagram, Facebook first because that is one of the biggest ways and easiest ways to market yourself for free mm -hmm. for business. I say, let's start there. Mm -hmm. And then let's move on to the next once mm. you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, but let's definitely jot them all down and let's revisit. And I let them know you don't have to, you don't have to do all this in our one session. Like come back as many times as you want. Mm. FaceTime me. I don't care. We'll, we'll yeah. have it. We'll do it from on the, on the, on the go. I don't care. Um, you know, but a lot of it's just figuring out what they're trying to say. Because mm -hmm. a lot of them do know exactly where they want to go. They just don't really know how to put it into words. So mm -hmm. then sometimes I'm just like, well, you show me what you like that another realtor does. And let's see what that is. And we'll, we'll just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. So Make, makes perfect sense. So like with the agents kind of come in and obviously me telling agents to, Hey, you need to be on video or honestly any profession for that matter. And really get the content out there. Let the audience know who you are. Why don't you share? So that way they can kind of hear it from somebody who's helping agents. You don't need to drop names or anything like that. But some success stories. Give an example. Maybe somebody's coming who was unsure about doing it and how they're now comfortable with doing whatever plan it is that you've implemented and some of the success they might be experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll use a more recent uh, interaction here. Um, big radio show host, awesome human being, you know, um, had a lot of fun chatting, figuring things out. So we tested some theories, you know. And again, starts with the setup. My big push is set up you know you could do videos all day if you're doing them wrong it's not gonna it's not gonna yield any results mm -hmm. you know so we had this conversation and and the conversation was hey here's how you set up a reel the reason you do it this way you do the hook you do your captions you do your meat and potatoes if you want to brand yourself at the end that's great really don't have to they're on your profile they know who you are if you set up your instagram right you don't have to tell them who you are and give them mm -hmm. your phone number and all that it's there mm -hmm. so we did that tested some theories looked at previous videos previous videos maybe 190 290 views ish right I said, hey, do this, do this, let's try it, post it, see what happens, right? 24 hours later, over a 1,000 views in that first video. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's all, it wasn't someone that was afraid. That's not someone that's afraid to be in front of the camera. Not someone that's afraid to be in front of a microphone. Just didn't know the process of how you should properly introduce a video or properly say something, you know? Um, that's been huge. Um, I've had a couple other instances where... You know, people just want to get in front of the camera and start recording, but then there's that tech gap. So I'm showing them how to use their iPhone. You'd be amazed how many people have these cool devices and don't ever know how to I use, use any of it. Um, so like there's been a lot of success like stories. Like <laughs> 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 So many people are like, what? Cruise, active cruise control? What is yeah. that? You know? Yeah. Like, I don't even know I had that uh, feature. How do I use it? Um, but yeah, that's that's one success story that's more recent. Um, you know, outside so of that. So let me ask you that just real quick for the audience yeah. out there, because you did say this person, you know, uh, major into radio. When he got the views, was some of that because of who they was, he or she was, and 
the audience might have known him and recognized him, or could any agent really experience the views because of the way that they did the reel and the content that they put out? Any agent could experience those views. Any agent. Okay. Uh, if you look at it, you know, I try to tell people quality over quantity, right? Everybody is stuck on this fixated how many followers? Oh my gosh, this guy's 5,000 followers, 40,000 followers. Doesn't matter. I just got 250 new followers yesterday from some bot. They do mm -hmm. nothing for me. I can't market to fake accounts. Like, right. I don't care how many followers I have. You know, so this individual has plenty of followers, but not no astronomical amount, right? Mm -hmm. It's really how you position it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, if you're opening with, hi, this is so and so from 54 Realty. Personally, I've already scrolled to the next video. I'm lost. I'm like, nah, I don't need to see that. Whatever. Hi, is this so-and-so with this marketing team? I don't care. I'm gone, right? But if you hit me with, hey, you want to learn how to get $35,000 towards your closing cost help? I'll tell you next, you know? I'm already hooked. I'm like, $35,000? Tell me more, you know? It's all about how you position it mm -hmm. and, you know, making sure that it's visible to people. Just knowing some simple facts. 97% of users on Instagram watch in silence, you know? So if you don't have captions and you're just rolling video left and right, probably not getting that many views because they're not going to pay attention because they can't see what you're trying to hook. So that's mm -hmm. where the hooks come into play. That's why it's so important to kind of position things properly before you start recording because you could just spend tires for years just making cool videos that no one will ever see just because then it's not picking up, you know? Mm -hmm. And one thing I try to help people bridge too is just understanding how often and how much Instagram is changing. Mm -hmm. It's the whole AI world we live in. You know, Instagram yeah. uh, about a week ago had another new change and they're pushing a new hashtag strategy. So just knowing how that works, you know, now they're doing like, you know, there's everybody has a different outtake, but you know, it's like three to three to six or six to 10. And, you know, make sure you have relevant hashtags mixed in with uh, trending hashtags, you know, and also using keywords and captions is a new thing. They just changed Instagram to now there's a for you page where you don't even have to have hashtags. And I can type in real estate Tampa and it's going to show me everything related because people are using keywords in their captions for the photos. So just knowing how the background things work allows you the opportunity to better present yourself and waste less time trying to get people. So I got two questions when it comes to social media and just kind of you know, obviously I want you to give valuable information, but I know you could probably go very deep on these things. So just kind of a brief overview. For sure. One, and obviously I'm sure it's different for the different platforms. You talked about quality over quantity. And I think sometimes agents might be, they hear something, two videos and just throwing out there a week. And they're like, shit, I got to get my two videos, have it done it. So they're shooting whatever they can to make sure they hit that number. When you're coaching the agents or other businesses, whoever it might be on the social media, do you have a set cadence and time, a, a certain, you know, under two minutes, under minute time that you're shooting the videos and a certain cadence? Hey, every day at, at Thursday, we're doing a video one a week at least. Are we doing it two a week, one a month? Or is it just, hey, when you have valuable content, throw it on out there? Yeah, so I go the route of if you have valuable content, throw it out there. Okay. Um, you know, it's, you could miss the boat. You know what I mean? If there's a new update that comes out, something that just happened, right? just take to the camera it doesn't matter where you're at just do it you know it just mm -hmm. you just have to do it mm -hmm. um you know if you sit there and try to plan things out and worry about what time of day to post and all that it's not going to work out too well because you're going to get sidetracked especially in our industry you know you could be completely free for the week and then all of a sudden have eight listings and five new loans to do. you know it just it, you never know what's going to so happen i'm going to pause here for one second because this is just where my brain's going i want to see if it's kind of what you're talking about realtors are all going to the same conference 5,000 agents might be in a big auditorium, breaking news. Do I want to be the guy who rushes out, gets on camera, and shoots the breaking news and try to beat it almost like you know, a news story breaks out and it's like what news channel is going to get it out first? Right. Am I trying to just get out mainstream first because then it's going to start that algorithm to start before everybody else gets the post? Is it like 
you want to kind of get it out that quick or are you more talking about hey sit in your seat you don't got to be the first one out there but just make sure if you go back to your room on a break or something you're getting out the same day yeah you know don't don't rush out the door okay. you know because what's going to happen there is you're going to miss out on something else you know right. what i mean so uh at the end of the day you're never going to always beat anybody to the punch that fast you know but the, the what i want to get across there is basically j just just get it out there you know mm -hmm. your followers are different than my followers that are different from you know maybe raz's followers and anybody else in this this group you know and a lot of people have this thing of like ah, i'm not going to make a video because everybody else is already doing it right they're not seeing your you know they're not I, i'm not seeing everybody else's video you know what i'm going to see i'm going to see your video mm -hmm. i'm going to see your office's video because that's who i follow mm -hmm. you know and that's who's probably going to show up in my for you page is the people that i follow or mutual friends or liked individuals you know it's it's a whole different mindset but people get so ah oh, man someone else already did that i'm, I'm good mm -hmm. you have no idea who you can impact you have a whole different group of people that follow you than that person or those people mm -hmm. so just get out there and do it if you read an email that's like oh man that's great information if you thought that i guarantee someone else was going to think 100%. the same thing so just take to that and just, just just do it as soon as you possibly can and don't stress so much about the what timing and all like. that, especially now with these algorithms and reels, there is no longer like a, what's the best time of day to post? I mean, mm -hmm. it just lives on forever. It just, yeah, it, just get it out there. Just get it out there. That's it. And then my other question is, is obviously I know, you know, you were just off the cuff doing a pretty deep dive there on Instagram. Give us a brief overview of what, like, obviously if I'm an agent who's new to social media, okay. I get out there, the shit is overwhelming. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Do I got to take the same video and put it in all places? Obviously, I know that's not the right answer. Right. Different content is going to perform different on social sites. If I'm an agent coming, I don't have any of these accounts set up, but we're going to come up with a game plan. Eventually, I'm going to be everywhere. Why don't you have a quick interview uh, or, you know, just quick information on the purpose of each site that you're utilizing and the type of content you want to post on them. I know the four main ones that I hear, Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, and then now TikTok. Okay. I, I get mixed reviews on Twitter. Like, uh, Twitter's like a bashing more, board. Yeah, or it's more <laughs> of like, and it's, it's like a Hollywood a athlete type thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. really see too much value going on in there. But on those four sites, are those the four main ones that you incorporate at some point? Or are there other ones as well? And when do you incorporate okay. and why? Just a quick overview on each one. Perfect. I'll give you a quick overview. So um, so first and foremost, business-wise, business Instagram, Facebook, those are going to be your two top. They're just geared towards business. They're, they're, they're structured for business. Everything they offer, the, the messaging platform, um, the options that they give you and settings. I mean, everything there is business generated, right? It's going to help you so much, right? And so many of the, so much of the world is on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the first, you know, that's the, my main go-to, right? Uh, if you were to go to the next thing, you know, some people it's kind of hit or miss. Let's talk about YouTube. YouTube is very successful for a lot, right? But when you deep dive into YouTube, most people that are successful in YouTube have previously gotten successful with short form content. Mm -hmm. If you want to look at it from that, people hear it all the time talking about jargon. Short form is like your reels and TikToks. And then long form is your YouTube videos, right? The way YouTube has gotten successful for most is they get hooked people with a short form. Let's say you're talking about how to close on your home properly or how to buy a home in Tampa, Florida, right? Mm -hmm. You're giving them a 30 to 60 second, maybe 90, you can go up to 90 now on, on reels. Um, you're giving them that little blurb, that little like hook, and they're like, okay, that's good information. For some, that's plenty. Mm -hmm. For others, they wanna learn more. That's when they go, they take to your YouTube and they say, I'm gonna watch that four minute video mm -hmm. that they did on that same topic. So it's almost like the snippet, the reels is a snippet. Exactly, and, and YouTube's doing their own version of reels the youtube shorts they mm -hmm. haven't really blasted off as as much as the other two platforms mm -hmm. but they're there 
Um, and I think those are you know hugely beneficial once you get into that YouTube realm. But personally, I think you should build up your short form content first, get a following, and then kind of gauge: do they want to know more? Like, what what do they want to know? Mm. Um, and take to the take to your story and use your polls. You know, stories. Use that. Use that to get your personality out there. They're gone in 24 hours and, you know, move on. Mm -hmm. TikTok. TikTok's a little weird. TikTok's got a different algorithm altogether. You know, mm -hmm. you look at Instagram. Instagram's always almost in silent. Most of us have iPhones and it's always switched to vibrate. So mm -hmm. we don't even hear Instagram until we click the video. TikTok's always on loud as soon as you mm -hmm. open it. Not a very good messaging platform when it comes to trying to get business done. They don't have as many options. It's not geared towards it. Instagram, you click on a reel. I click on real estate, probably nine out of the 10 videos I'm gonna watch next are gonna be real estate related. TikTok hasn't really gotten that algorithm down yet. Um, and it's becoming more of a store than anything else. You see TikTok shop on so many things mm -hmm. now. I tried to get my own business related TikTok account. It was like jumping through hoops. I didn't even finish it. Mm -hmm. um, that could get better over time, but most people that are successful on TikTok, even, even that mortgage uh, guy that I was telling about earlier, his, his messages and stuff still get fielded through Instagram mm -hmm. um, and Instagram allows opportunities to export things and create, you know, bookings and there's just so many options there that TikTok just doesn't provide yet. Mm -hmm. It's just a whole different beast. So mm -hmm. that's when, you know, I think there's value in it. I, I truly, truly think there's value in TikTok and YouTube. Um, but I think for anyone, especially those that get overwhelmed, start with what you know, Instagram, start yeah. with Facebook and Instagram. Most of us have been on it for a while. I've met so many realtors recently that have had Instagram for years and just never posted anything. You know, mm -hmm. we, we call them in our trainings lurkers, you know, they're lurking with love. They're yeah. not going to ever like anything or comment, yeah. but they but got they Instagram, the so they go watch, yeah, you know, yeah. but that's how people are. They're going to yeah. watch. They're going to, they want to know what you're it's all like about. It's like the voyeurism aspect. Kind of it is. Bit. Yeah. And people just get so intrigued by, by your lifestyle. And I, I think that's where those platforms come into play. Um, what about like a LinkedIn? Any, besides putting up your profile there, any value on using that platform? Yeah. So good question there. So LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn actually has gone up. I mean, as of the beginning of the year, it was like up 67% in usage now. LinkedIn wow. from what I've understood and what I've trained on and kind of researched is uh, LinkedIn's becoming like kind of a kind of a I don't even know the word they're, they're, they're checking your valid they're validating you right they're going to LinkedIn to make sure you're not just a realtor that became a realtor during COVID does this part-time and you know just switched over from Burger King or something you know it's almost like your true social proof right so they're going there to see what you had going on and they don't really most people don't really care you know if you were a wedding planner for 30 years they don't really care that you're a wedding planner now you're a real estate agent right they just want to see that you have some sort of backing you have something there um, you know because for a lot I mean in this industry there's a lot of part-timers you know there's a lot of people that actually have side jobs or side gigs and some people aren't really looking for that. They're looking for someone who really knows the market and who's dedicated and actually shows some sort of proof. And that's what they're using LinkedIn for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the flip side is LinkedIn's been used a lot for recruiting, whether that's recruiting other agents to work for you or recruiting other people for other different markets, whatever, you know, videography, whatever you can think of. But yeah, LinkedIn's still pretty successful. And I, I see it growing in the future. What it's going to grow into, I have no idea, but it's definitely being used well, a lot more It definitely more than sounds before. headed in that direction with 67% up in yeah. usage. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of that's been since COVID. Just people are just kind of vesting that people are, you know, who they, they say are. they are and, and they're doing what they say they do. Yeah, they're not uh, Bitcoin by night and agent by day. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, right. Going into right. different trades. Mary Kay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, Mel, you've been a, a wealth of knowledge, I think, on this podcast. We greatly appreciate your time. For any agent out there, obviously, that's looking to connect with you, you know, for business development. Maybe you can help them with their social media. I'm sure Absolutely. there's a, a lot of this audience out there that is in the same situation that 
we've all been in, including myself. They want to, they know they need to do something. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to get started. Right. But they don't want to get left behind. What's the best way to connect with you? We're going to share all this on our social media sites as well. We'll add links so that way you can share it on yours. Beautiful. But what's going to be the best uh, email and if you have like usernames on your social, you can yep. drop those too. But best email and phone number for them to reach you on for sure. Absolutely. So uh, easiest way to find me at Melvin Ray, Melvin with a Y, M-E-L-V-Y-N-R-A-Y. Um, on there, you'll have a link to my digital business card. Everything you could possibly imagine is linked to my page. Um, this isn't the Wizard of Oz. The curtain's gone. You can find <laughs> everything all the time. Uh, phone number, uh, 813-406-1455. Um, email, super easy as well. If you don't grab it from my digital card, you can get it. Uh, it's Melvin. So again, Melvin, M-E-L-V-Y-N. The letter B is in Bravo at Fairway, M as in Mary, C.com. All right. Well, we greatly appreciate it once again taking the time yeah, to come on down you. and be a guest on this week's podcast. And we definitely appreciate all of you for tuning in to another episode of The Real Estate Playbook. Awesome.